Well. What is up, everybody? Yeah, man. I'm sorry I'm a day late with this. I thought I was going to have Boomer with me last night, and that did not happen. I had him with me all day today, but we were doing some important stuff. So could not do the fairly normal, so I'm doing it now. Rocking it with a little Rufus and Shaka Khan. Somebody asked me if this was Lady Gaga. Now listen, I love Lady Gaga, don't get me wrong, but this isn't Lady Gaga. This voice, come on. It's that time of year, too. Mullet looking fresh. Let's go. Tell me something good. Tell me that you love me, yeah. Tell me something good. So, that's it right there. What's going on, everybody? Definitely going to let this run out because this is another. You know what? I, I'm, I don't know why in the past I stopped this song. Seems really stupid. What's up, everybody? Fairly normal. We uh, It's December something. 18th, probably. I'm happy to be here talking to you. Uh, heading to Boise tomorrow to put the finishing touches, the finishing, it will be finishing, to put the finishing touches on uh, my special. Hoping to have that out to you at the beginning of next year. And uh, yeah, man, all good. I had a, uh, I had a interesting weekend down in Brea this weekend. First of all, so much fun. So much fun. What a great lineup I was with. My buddy Matt Fulcheron was with me. If you guys don't know Matt, man, what a funny dude. Um, goes by the name Full Charge. Um, he's such a good dude. But um, he was down there. And then I, I had the. I met, you know, it's not too often you get to meet people like that have been performing in town for ever and you didn't know but i had a chance to meet this woman named jen murphy and jen was super funny super funny so she emceed and then matt went up and then but she was they both are so damn funny um and uh we had a couple of nights a couple of shows where I got a, after I did my last song, I got asked to come back up and uh, do another song. I had never had an encore before. That was super cool. I'm not going to listen to this song again. Don't worry. Let's shuffle and see what happens. Oh, yeah, everybody. It's the, ma it's the Magic City Hippies by Night Interlude. Unfortunately, this is only a 24-second song. But the, but the Magic City Hippies are super cool. Super cool. Um, 
All right, everybody. I think that's, that'll be about it for this song. This is called Cumberland Gap by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. Love Jason Isbell. But um, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So it was really cool. We had uh, a couple of encores, which was my, by the way, I'm looking in the mirror right now. My office is a little fucked up. It's full of all the, every year you guys who follow me know that I do these donations every year. Different donations this year. I'm going to get to that. But the office is packed full of it right now. But um, it was cool to do a couple encores. And um, I think this weekend and the weekend before really cemented for me that moving forward. Look, I'm always going to do stand-up on my act. I love stand-up. But I'm really going to make it more. When you come see me, it's going to be more of a show. It's going to be a show. We're, and, and the overriding theme you know, we've been trying to find my who am I or what my brand is. Guys, I think it's simple as this. I think it's fun. I just think there's so much tension and so much anger and shit out there. Like, I tell people right up front, man, I hope you didn't come to this show to learn anything. Because you're not going to. That's not the kind of show it is. I want you to just turn your brain off, kick your feet up, have a couple cocktails, and let's have a good time. You know, I did the thing again where I brought some people on stage and had them dance do an interpretive dance to uh, I Want It That Way. And I gave the winner 50 bucks. My man Dre won. Uh, when I say my man, I didn't know him beforehand, but he just killed it. Dude, straight tatted up, head to toe. Had his wool knit hat on. Had his nose pierced and just did an interpretive dance to I Want It That Way. That would have brought a tear to a grown man's eye. How do I know that? Because I'm a grown man. That's how. And it brought a tear to my eye. How about that? Not really, but it was really fun to watch. But And I think I'm going to lean into the music a little more, starting as far as online and stuff. Um, I'm going to lean into it about maybe making about doing the CD for sure, and I'm going to lean into it. I know a lot of clubs have asked me to come in a night early and just do an unplugged set or just do music. But uh, I, think I'm gonna, I think it's going to be incorporated a little more into what I do and who I am in 2018. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm really going to try to write a song every other week, which is ambitious, but it's not that hard for me. And I only say that not because I'm prolific in any way, shape, or form, but most people, when they write songs, really concentrate on the music. And I don't. I play the same four chords. It's just for me, honestly, for me, if you give me something to write about and I like it, right? I like the topic or I like the subject. I write a song in 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe. Um, but it's, it takes me like, it's taken me weeks to just come up with a topic that I like. I mean, guys, feel free to send some in for me, by the way, if you want to hear some, and if you've heard my songs, they're, they're, I don't know. If you heard them, you understand, you'll figure out what kind of, Oh, this next song I'm so excited about everybody. I loved her. I love this woman. L. King, Cocaine Carolina. Come on, everybody. Um, so yeah, this weekend was a lot of fun, man. And I had a lot, I had a great time on stage. I I can tell you right now, I know there are some people that either Prince and the Wolf fans or Fairly Normal fans that came to the first two shows. I was not happy at all with the first. Excuse me, first two shows. I, um, if I'm being honest, 
I didn't do me. I did my act. And I, I, there's a difference. The last, so the Thursday, I mean, the shows weren't terrible. They weren't bad. I, I don't think at this point I put on bad shows ever. But like the, the Saturday night shows, I, I was really, I don't know man, why, man. Sometimes I just feel more relaxed. You would think the amount of times I've done it, I'm relaxed all the time. I am relaxed all the time. But there's some shows that are just so flowy, you know, and some of the shows are when I'm super high, some not. Um, but yeah, I had a really good time down there this weekend. Can't wait to come back. And I had some some of my favorite fucking compliments after these shows, guys. It's humbling to me. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's still humbling to me and almost mind blowing. When I look at an audience full of people and realize that all these people left their house to come see me, it just blows my mind. It really does. Do you know why? Because I buy tickets for like Foo Fighters, you know, Chris Stapleton, Zach Brown, like massive artists. That's, you know, who, that I consider massive, by the way. And then to know that other people, I'm not saying I'm in that category of any of those three. But to know that somebody is at their house and is like, hey, I'm going to go see Josh Wolf tonight is such a, it's such a, I mean, I keep using the word humbling, but it's so crazy to me that, you know, I know some guys are like, hey, um, let me just fuck around tonight, see what happens. And I always go back to, oh, fuck, these people left the house. They left their house. They paid it money. I don't know what they make. That could be, they could have saved up for fucking two years to buy this ticket. I don't know. They left their house and they came to see me. And you want me to just fuck around? And here's the thing, honestly, I, you become a better comic more quickly if you do that. There's no doubt because you just kind of break down your own walls and that freedom you feel you incorporate into your standup. And I do some of that. I really do. Not as much as I should just because I can't get over that one fact. Like, I know some people will be like, hey, I'm just going to do an hour worth of new material. And if it's funny, if it's funny, if it's not, it's not. And nothing I can do about that. It's the only way I can get better. And by the way, they're right. They're not wrong. The only way we get better is to try new material. The only way we get better is if we fail. We have to fail for a little while. And um, I really, uh, I feel a responsibility, you know? Because, shit, people came out to see me. Fuck, what am I going to do? Eat a dick for an hour? I don't think so. What do we got next, everybody, on the playlist? Oh, yeah, dog. We got a little... Mike Snow, Black and Blue. Right? I don't know. Somebody described this as electronica. I don't think so. Um, looking in the mirror right now, uh, I've got a pretty weird mullet happening. I have like, so it's kind of slicked back on the side, so it's tight to the, maybe I should get a picture of it. It's sl- slick back to the side so it's tight 
but the back is really flowing like a waterfall and the top is sticking straight up. Maybe I should get a picture and post it so you guys see what I'm talking about. Um, but so right now in the office, I told you guys I am. Uh, oh, the music apparently turns off when you turn on your camera. Let me show you the mullet and the waterfall. But it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, I'm not going to post that. <laughs> not because it's terrible, but it's terrible and it doesn't show the mullet. It doesn't do it justice. So that's why I don't mind posting a terrible picture of myself. You guys know that shit, but I can't do that. Um, donating this year again to a bunch of families, which is super cool. Um, this year's a little different. You know, in the past, I've always had those three homes. Or four homes of teenage boys. Actually, I think it was five homes. No, maybe three or four. Um, and in the past, we've had a lot of people pitch in. You know, drama from Young and Reckless. Brendan Schaub, always um, good for uh, donation. And this year, my good friend Sarah Wasserman always coming through. Look, guys, Puma. One of the reasons I'll always buy Puma. Always, always, always buy Puma. Not only do I think their shoes are far superior to Nike, far superior. Their exercise shoes, it's not even close. I, I mean, in, if you like Jordans, which I don't, they're too clunky, then you're not going to find something comparable to those in the Puma line. But that's why I'm just not a Jordan guy. I don't like the feel. I don't like the look. I don't like any of that shit. And on top of that, Puma goes balls to the fucking wall donating to whoever I'm helping out every year. So... Such a huge thank you to them, as usual. Um, and this year, my buddy Michael Cudlitz from Walking Dead, he and his wife Rachel donated. My brother Dan, my sister-in-law Amy. So, uh, yeah, we're going to hook one. There's one family that we're helping this year that hasn't had a fucking refrigerator for six months. So we're buying those motherfuckers a refrigerator. I can't even believe it. This is why I'm thinking, guys, if you can just do one thing, just do one thing this year for somebody else and not somebody you know. Not somebody you know. Do something for somebody you don't know. Donate something. I don't care if it's a cup of coffee for a homeless guy. I said do one thing. One thing for somebody else. It feels good. I will take a picture of all the stuff that we're donating. It feels good, guys. It feels good. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I early on there was a guy that I used to bring with me because he wanted to help and then one year, I don't want to say who it is, when we were up there, we are driving back, he was like, you know, they don't seem grateful enough. Like, I didn't get any big thank yous. I'm like, that's not why you're doing it, man. That's not why you're doing it. You shouldn't be doing it for the thank you. If you're doing it for the thank you, then you're not doing it for the right reason. And, you know, some of these people are shy. Some of them are embarrassed that they need help. Some of them honestly don't trust you because you're rich and white. Just hand the shit out, motherfucker. It's not about you. It's not about giving. It's not about that. This is called Idol Worship by Paramore. Um, so super psyched to uh, to do that again this year. It's always nice to go, and I, it's a new a new place at a new. It's at a church down south a little bit, and then we're gonna go to Disneyland, the place I hate the fucking most on earth. Me and Beth and uh, Jacob and his girlfriend Taylor are going. Uh, I hate Disneyland. I hate, much like I will tell you right now, unequivocally, unequivocally, 
without a shadow of a doubt. Much like, and I don't, I don't think Bob Dylan is terrible, but much like I think Bob Dylan is the most overrated rock star of all time, and I don't think this movie's terrible. I'm just going to tell you. Elf, single biggest overrated movie of all time. Disneyland, single most overrated destination of all time. Now, Disney World, a little different. It's got Epcot and all that shit. Disneyland is doo-doo stew. Disneyland, first of all, I don't like rides, man. I told you guys that first time I tried to be tough and and uh, go on rides. I think at the Six Flags in Houston with this girl I was dating. Come on, man. Like, I don't do rides. I, 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 I don't do it. I, I get, I mean, I feel like I'm a puke. I don't know if I've ever really puked, except I did puke in Houston when I was trying to be cool. Uh, but I don't know that I've ever puked since then. But, like, mm, I don't like the feeling. I don't like the, do you know what I mean? Like, look, you could slap me in the face, and I'm not going to get knocked out, but I'm not going to like that feeling. So I don't enjoy the round and round. Um, so we're going to go to Disneyland. I'll wait in line with them, and then I will uh, wait for them to get off, and they will see me eating a giant pickle. I'll probably walk around the park high, make Beth drive home. If I'm going down and getting the tickets, I feel like I should be able to high, get high, eat a pickle, and have someone drive me home. You know what I mean? Eat a pickle and have someone drive me the fuck home. Oh, guys. So this weekend uh, in uh, Brea, there <laughs> was this, there was a dude who grabbed a knife off the table and threatened to fucking stab the manager. And then when he was asked to leave, he was like, what for? What do you mean, what for, dude? You just threatened to stab somebody. Not even, not just a regular, like the, the manager, the person whose place, establishment you're at. You threatened to stab him. And then you asked, what for? He was like, what for? Well, you threatened to kill somebody. No, I didn't. You threatened to stab me? Yes. But I wasn't going to kill him. Oh, got it. That's better then. So just like an assault. Because if it's just an assault... Then you can stay, but if it's that's how they do it, it's the stupidest thing of all time. Uh, I enjoyed watching the Patriots Steelers yesterday. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Holy shit! What a game that was! I know, I know, you guys. First of all, it you know what makes me oh St. Paul and the Broken Bones? Are you kidding me? If you guys don't listen to St. Paul and the Broken Bones, this white dude can flat out sing. Oh, all I ever wonder. Come on, this dude is just a... But it makes me laugh, man. Sports fans make me laugh. First of all, I love the Patriots. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know. But part of that is the it's part of the show. I like fucking around and the swears. But the people who take it so seriously... You watch the videos or people throwing shit through windows. That makes me... So happy. It makes me laugh that someone takes it so seriously that they're breaking their own shit. <laughs> you're breaking your stuff, man. That's the thing. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, the stuff you're breaking, you are going to have to replace. That always makes me laugh, too, when people burn jerseys. Hey, you burn it. You already bought it, dude. So what's your point? Your point is that you're going to have to buy another jersey. This dude fucking was throwing shit all over the house. So good. Let me give you my basic take on the on the game. 
first of all, it's a regular season game. It was important, more important for the Steelers than it was for the Patriots, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Big Ben plays way better at home than he does on the road. The Patriots, you know, they lost two games at home this year. So, whatever. It's not as important to them. The first round bye is super important. So, on, on that, you know, so everybody can get healthy and all that shit. Now, uh, but like the goal line and the catch and the touchdown and all that shit. Guys, just by the rule, I don't think, the, I don't like the rule either. I think the rule is horrible. I think the rule cheated Calvin Johnson when we first saw it. That was like 2010. I thought the rule cheated Des Bryant in 2000, whatever that was, 13 or 14. And I think the rule cheated the Steelers. I think all of that is true. It's still the rule. That you don't like the rule, change the fucking rule. Um, But even though he didn't score, what you all are forgetting is that your quarterback threw an interception. So he threw it into six people. He didn't throw a fade. He threw a fucking in. I think that's the second time deep down in that end zone. I think the Seahawks know not to run that play. I'm just saying. Why throw it to where their people are? You take one shot in the end zone. You throw a fade. You throw a fade, zero chances that gets intercepted. Zero chances. Throw a fade into a place where only your guy can catch it like you did to fucking Plaxico Burris in the Super Bowl against the Rams, right? Or against the Cardinals, I'm sorry. And Kurt Warner. No, you throw it across the middle, got picked. We're forgetting that that was... So forget about the refs. He still threw a pick where you, you could have kicked a field goal. We're playing overtime. Who knows what happens? So I get it. I get you. Everyone wants to point to that one play. I would say more important than one play was the play directly after it where he threw an interception and lost the game. You know what I mean? So all perspective, everybody. Sure did make me laugh. I had such a good time talking shit with people. Uh, But boy, do people shit talk at different, like, you guys know me. I never run. I never, I'm not hiding. You know where to find me. Oh, shit. Run the jewels. It's called Down. Um, You know I'm not hiding. You know where to find me. And I have fun with it, man. People get so mad. Yeah, like somebody sent me a tweet that said, that was a catch. And then I just tweeted back, yeah, it was a catch until it wasn't. And they got super mad. They kept tweeting back, and all I just kept tweeting was, it was definitely a great catch until it wasn't a catch anymore. <sighs> they got so mad. But I don't think they understand. Like, they're playing into what I like. Good God. Oh, and did we get ahead of the curve a little bit? Good thing I'm not as big as Matt Damon. I mean, last week on this very show, I said, hey, all bad behavior, but we should start differentiating between it and the people. Wow. Matt Damon said it. That dude, you would have thought he said every leading actress deserves to be fisted after their first line. He got killed. And that's the thing, right? So in today's day and age, if you don't fall exactly in line, because there is no bigger friend to the left than Matt Damon. There's no bigger liberal progressive dude 
But what he was saying was common sense. And he wasn't saying that a pat on the butt is okay. And he wasn't saying rape was okay. He was just saying, now that all these things are coming out, we should start to differentiate them a little bit. Because honestly, if you're asking me, I don't think if somebody 20 years ago patted somebody on the ass, I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't think somebody, if somebody patted somebody on the ass 20 years ago, and that was the only indiscretion they had, and they were a 25-year-old dude, not excusing the behavior, I don't know that their life needs to be ruined right now. Because that's what it would be, ruined. Ruined. Now, if you want to talk about reparations, if you, that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm with you, like my friends Rebecca Corey and Dana McGoodman and that happened with Louie, like, they suffered work. Why isn't anybody being sued? Why is there no civil suits? That's what I don't get. Like, that's how we start to differentiate. That's how we start to, like, all right, let's get in there. Yeah, man, you fucked up. You deserve jail for what you did. You don't deserve jail, but you need to pay out for the missed work. Or you this, or you that. Like, but everybody is grouped in. And I got to tell you the truth. Because somebody asked me this honest question. They said, if you were going to staff a show, how would you do it? And you guys know me, man. My intent is not to insult or make anybody uncomfortable. And I'm not touching anybody and doing all that shit. But I'm showing disgusting videos. And I, I tell crude jokes. And I think I told them, I go, I would have to hire people that I know. I would have to hire people that I know. Because other than that, I don't want to explain to somebody and make it sound like I'm treating you differently. You're not really one of the group. Call me the breeze by Leonard Skinner. Can't do that either. But if we're being honest, as somebody who doesn't have anything to worry about, about touching somebody or leaning into somebody or groping somebody or... I'm nervous about things that I would say. Do you understand the videos that I've showed people? And here's another thing. Look, I worked on a show, Chelsea Lately, where, yo, I'm not going to say who, but, you know, there was a running joke in the office about somebody's dusty pussy. And she laughed about it. So, like, you got under, you really have to know the people you're, you know, there were a lot of old balls jokes. You just have to know the people. And that makes me nervous, you know. And that, that I, I think that's how I would do it. I would have to just hire people that I knew. Because I, I don't want to get in. Knowing that I wouldn't do anything wrong intentfully on purpose doesn't matter. But if I showed a video and I don't know this person. And they go home and they're like, that made me feel uncomfortable. And it comes out. You know, Josh Wolf showing inappropriate videos. I don't want that shit. I don't want that shit. So I'm not saying I wouldn't hire certain men or I wouldn't hire certain women. I would just hire people that I knew, that I knew knew me and knew what came along with working for me, I think is how I would do it. I've heard other guys say, well, I'm just not going to hire women from now on. I'm like, well, why? Just don't try to finger them at work, you know? That seems like, well, I don't want them called to say that I'm harassing them. Well, don't harass them. Don't harass them. But for me, the line of like sexually harassed, the line of where videos and jokes, 
I would think be, I'd be so scared I would just not do any of it. And that's not me. So I think what I would do is I would hire people that I knew, men and women, who I knew understood me and my sense of humor and knew when I showed them a video of a prolapse falling out of an asshole that it's just in good fun. <laughs> oh, going! I'm excited to go up to Boise and finish a special. Um, I haven't decided what jokes to cut out of there, but whatever I and my Beats pill died. Well, there you go. That was a. Uh, I don't want to lose this. Um. And then whatever I don't have, I'm going to put on my YouTube channel. I'm really going to try, guys, to become more technologically intelligent, well-versed in technology. I have all these videos I want to put up and edit. I just don't know how to do that shit. I know how to put them up. I just don't know how to edit them. I, fuck you. I'm old. I know that already. Um, I hope everyone's had a happy Hanukkah for those of you, for those heaves out there. I also am, am a fellow Jeeber. Um, I had someone on my Twitter page <laughs> try to insult me by like saying, why don't you Jews pick one spelling of Hanukkah? And I'm like, I mean, that's your best. Why don't you? Why don't you Jews pick one spelling? Okay. <laughs> Although Hanukkah is not as good as Christmas We've gone over this Songs not as good Presents Although if, I'm sure if you grew up wealthy Those eight nights were pretty fucking spot on I, you know I remember one night I got pencils Not a great Not a great gift, pencils When you're eight But I did happen to throw one that stuck in my brother So that was a positive. All right, guys. You know I'm trying to keep these at right about 30 minutes. Um, I just wanted to give you a kind of an update on what I've been doing the last couple days. Uh, it's kind of what I'm using these for. Just a little bit of a, almost like a journal. Some people listen and some people are not. Totally cool with that. Some of these are definitely more interesting than others. I don't know how interesting this one was. And uh, that's it. Take you out with a little better skinner. I have a My girl, Here we go. Mr. Breeze. Hey, if you're in Toronto, I want to come there. Darn, that sounds dirty, but it isn't. Tell your local comedy club. If you're in London, I want to come there. Tell your local comedy club. Love you guys.